All right, back uh, another episode with John Warren. We back at it again. We had the genius episode uh, idea of recording two episodes in one day. One day. We did the Pussifer album review, Music Unraveled, if you guys want to check that out. And now we are going to be um, nerding out super hard and uh, offering up our humble assessment of the new Disney Plus show based in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian. Yes, sir. Mando! Mando. Man, freaking Carl Weathers and that. Um, you know, Mando is a derogatory term. First of all, spoiler warning. Major. Turn this off if you don't want spoilers. Go watch we it. We know what Come happened back later. to Baby Yoda. We know everything. And yeah, well, the little green guy. What species? The child. What species is the child? Do we know? No, no one knows, I've never man. looked it up, dude. What no species one knows. is Yoda? There, it's an unknown. No, exactly. That's an unknown species. But remember, spoiler warning. Come back later after you watch The Mandalorian. And we'll talk about it some more. Okay, here we go. From here on out, spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, they literally don't you know have what his species is. <laughs> they do not know what his species is. It says humanoid. Yeah, George Lucas did that on purpose. Well, I mean, humanoid just means two legs, bipedal, two eyes. Carnivorous. He is carnivorous. That's right. They, I mean, I guess. They, he did feed him bone broth, and he did eat that uh, amphibious. Looked like a frog. Yeah. Yeah, he ate mm. that. He ate it whole. He swallowed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the original Yoda was fascinating in comparison to like what they did with him in the prequels. Now, according to Quill, I was listening to him real close as he was talking about the child. I'm just going to refer to him as the child because that's I think that's officially what he goes by in the Disney universe. This is the way. This is the way, bro. <laughs> I did the bro to it. That <laughs> okay. Quill was the Ugnaught. All right, which is a porcine species, and by porcine I mean pig-like. There's lots of different uh, species in the world of Star Wars. Porcine being pig-like, if it was feline, it'd be cat-like. If it was ursine, it would be bear-like. And of course, I've never seen an ursine species, but I have seen a felinoid. And there's uh, porcinoid, as in uh, you might have seen the uh, Gamorrean guards off of Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are similar to an Ugnaught. Um, for for sure. You think about it. Yeah, those are porcine, you know, and um, except Ugnaughts, whereas a, whereas a Gamorrean might more be more like what you would associate an orc to be, yeah. the Ugnaught might be the goblin. He's more industrious. He'll work himself so much harder than any human would. Now, humans make up about, I mean, the vast majority, like 90% of the entire Star Wars galaxy. They are, I mean, go forth and multiply. Yeah, we did. They take up the, uh, so much of it. They have multiplied and mixed bred, and uh, they can interbreed with a lot of near humans. Now, m several near humans, near human is different. Near human is literally what, what it sounds like, near human. You've either got humanoid, which m usually means sentient and alien, and then near human, which is near near human <laughs> i don't have a better explanation for it but uh, but what i separate it in my head i think of oh they can breed a lot of them can breed with humans so actually when you think of a uh, a twi'lek with the leku uh those are head tails for those of you who don't know yeah like, like uh, in the the uh sixth episode where he's mm -hmm. busting the, the brother and sister well no uh, oh the episode yeah, the, show. Yeah, the brother and okay. sister they have that right the criminals yes, yes yeah those, those yeah i have a lot to say about those two we can talk about those so that's why we're here yeah Okay, well, they show a lot of those. Now, you, you can call them Twi'lek, Twi'lek, rhyme with twin, Twi, 
Rama Tweed or Twi'lek. I have heard that all three. I was literally Googling this before I came in here because I've always called them Twi'lek or Twi'lek. And, uh, and then I watch Mandalorian and they're like, Twi'lek, Twi'lek. And I'm like, shit, I don't know anything anymore. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. I'm going to try to keep this one cuss for you guys, for the kids. Um, actually, they can breed with humans. Yeah, because they're near well, what the man is. Okay, so is, is the Mandalorian's character mm-hmm. in the show, he is human, yes? Yeah, it's, yeah, and, absolutely. And, well, apparently he was hooking up with. Well, I mean, there's a lot show. of interspecies. Um, hooking up a lot of a lot of a lot of getting it on and the thing is people find uh for the rest of the show i'm just gonna call them twi'leks people find them quite attractive because their leku hanging down there are erogenous zones uh very erogenous so erogenous and so sensitive that if you were to walk up to one of them and just go on the leku they might pass out they might they might might knock them out and their brain actually, brain stems, like, extend into their leku. So, fun fact for everybody. If you ever see a like just walk up to it. You might knock them out. That's sexual assault. Don't do that. So, but it's also, I mean, a lot of people, they're, they're you know, it's very uh, attractive, too, in a sense. So, everybody likes them. They're, they're, they're beautiful. But, yeah, apparently Mando hooked up with uh, the sister. But one thing I didn't understand is the males uh, are sexually dimorphic from the females. The females uh, don't have what we consider normal ears. They have ear cones. Okay? They're like hollow, and that's how they hear. And the males usually kind of have more of a pointed ear. It doesn't really show that on either one of them. Mm. And the males also have uh, like a testosterone bump, like a fish. You ever seen a fish with a big bulb on top of its head filled with testosterone? The males get that on their foreheads. They get two of them, two big bulbs up here, two big old testosterone bulbs. Like, yeah. Look at me. It's kind of a signifies I'm, I'm you know, it's very masculine. Um, they they kind of showed that on his forehead, but also yeah, they yeah, gave them that. both fangs. They are not a carnivorous species. In fact, they usually from their planet of Ryloth, they usually eat fungus. So I was like, why do they got fangs? And then she was all <laughs> and hissing with their fangs. I'm like, why she got why she got fangs, bro? Interesting. Okay, so I just nerded the hell out. You did, but that's why that's why I had you on. Yeah, so you're, I, I, you're I my that. consultant. <laughs> you're you're like a like like a consultant for the podcast about all these things. <laughs> all right, hold on, I'm going to need a phone, John. On this <laughs> yeah, one. so I was just I was really right now I was just peacocking about some knowledge, y'all. Okay, so uh, we brought some friends along with us. We got a uh, porg, everyone's least favorite Star Wars animal. Uh, my mom thinks that they have the devil's eyes, uh, like a doll's eyes, like Jaws. Chewie must have thought that, too, because in, uh, what was it, Rise of Skywalker, he ate one, dude. That's, yeah. so, that's so funny. And, like, the, he scares off the one Porgs and the other one's sitting there like, dude, you ain't my best friend. Uh, uh, Brian texts me. He's like, what does Porg taste like? And I'm like, um, I would guess, like, Puffin, which is, like, if you smoke it, it tastes like beef jerky and fish mixed. So I think I know what Porg tastes like. Most people would think, ah, chicken. But I think it'd be a little bit fishy. It looked kind of chickeny. It looked like a rotisserie chicken the way that uh, Chewy had served it up. Yeah. Yeah. I asked my son what it would taste like, and he said, I don't think it would taste quite like deep-fried Nuna. So if you think I know a lot about Star Wars, ask my 15-year-old son. Apparently, he knows a lot more. Dude, I've been nerding out so hard. Um, You know, after I saw Rise of Skywalker, Mm. I came home and I watched all eight of the other movies i'd recently watched solo 
I didn't watch Rogue One this mm-hmm. go around, but I've seen it three times at least. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I just went, worked my way back through and was watching Mandalorian. I've seen several episodes multiple times. Yeah. But, uh, and it helped me the second time, I believe, it, watching Rise of Skywalker. I had a, a better yeah, I saw it twice. I I really enjoyed it the second time. I was you and know the first time. I had some I had some disappointments and some emotions, but I did like it more the second time I saw it. And I uh, things that I was like being critical about, I kind of got it a little bit more. Yeah, like in a contextual sense. But you know, I, let me introduce the rest of these guys. This is a rancor from 1986, Return of the Jedi. My brother got this for me in 1986. Um, we got a few other things decorated here. This is from Shadows of the Empire, which is a whole podcast within itself. The greatest maybe work of, maybe multiples, dude. Let's no be joke. Real. Let's be real honest. This is the greatest peak uh, piece piece of EU expanded universe multimedia Star Wars project ever made. Don't you think? I think so. Leave I do. Touched. Yeah, came out in '96. Yeah, the the great great year, man. Great year. That is right when they were vamping up to start pushing the remastered. I would I did. Oh yes, a new hope come out ninety seven yeah. or ninety nine. Nah, I, nah, see, that's I think it's ninety seven, ninety nine, oh one. They did the. I saw them all, but I forgot what year it was. I got the posters in my room. Then they did episode one. Yeah, like that was how they corresponded it. But man, so I've been collecting all of that run of, of action really a, figures from when I was a kid. It was a golden era. That's when everything came back out, and I was in. I had the Star Wars Insider magazine coming to my house. Oh, I've so. got a couple of those in my card on eBay, bro. I see. <laughs> the episodes that contain the Shadows yeah. of the Empire. Yeah. I would really like, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with all this stuff. So like I've, I'm trying to purchase all of the merchandise from that yeah. uh, franchise. Right. Um, and then like, which, you know, think about this, like filming each individual thing, not necessarily like us or whatever, but mm. then doing a voiceover narration of all of the sets because there's the micro machine sets, there's the action figure sets. Yeah, there's like this is just like um, there's two model lines. One you make the the model yourself of like the Virago, uh, Shizor's ship. Right. Um, oh yeah, it's Black Sun Virago. Yeah. yeah it, but then there's the micro oh, machine beautiful. sets. There's magazines. There's the trading cards. There's the gold trading. There's all that, and there's a hundred. There's hundred cards outside of these. Oh, that I forgot about his, and, his and, fighter ship. Well, there's ninety cards, and then there's ten inserts from just top trading cards. But and then there's like we said earlier, there's the video game. Mm-hmm. So with all that, we're, we're gonna. I, I think we could break that up and just like review the book. Maybe review the comics. You know, there's the the a couple of really cool figs that came out in that time too. There was the um, the bounty hunter edition Chewy with the dyed with the dyed Wookie hair. I got it coming, dude. It, he's, he had the uh, the cybernetic yeah. stuff going on. He was just so sweet. And this then, guy's is a bounty hunter. Yeah, he looked awesome though, man. He looks so cool. And then of course Dash Rendar is my all, all time new favorite. character favorite. And he was just so good. And he had the YT twenty four hundred, uh, which is his the, the Outrider. Mm-hmm. which they, it says in the book that it was fully chrome and against the backdrop of space looked nearly invisible. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And and, and I, I loved that ship. It's to this day, it's my favorite ship. The Outrider? The, well, the YT-2400 is my favorite model of ship in the Star Wars universe by far. And they and you know him, him and Han were always like, you know, my ship's faster. No, my ship's faster. But I honestly believe the YT-2400, because it was an upgrade from the YT-1300, which is Millennium Falcon's... YT-1300. They do look similar. Oh, they're both Corellian. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, what was I seeing that... Um, okay, yeah, so the uh, 
there's a two pack mm-hmm. from that era mm-hmm. that was Boba Fett and an IG eighty eight bounty hunter droid. Right, okay. I got that two pack coming. Yeah. But um, the, all the two packs that they sold had the comics in them. So mm-hmm. like, I got a set of the six comics, and then I got all the comics in the pack. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good comic too that came with that one. It, it was. That. That, was my, that was my first Shadows of the Empire comic I ever had, I ever got. Got a 11 a.m. podcast confirmed to Chris Hausnick. We're going to talk about uh, the new film uh, a little bit. And then we're going to, or, or actually we're taking the slant. We're going to talk just new trilogy context, mm-hmm. just new trilogy. But we're talking about everything on the one. Uh, we're having one on Tuesday with Thurman, Julie, and Josh. So it'll be, it'll be super cool. Um, so, well, uh, you know, uh, what... Uh, what would you say your favorite episode was? So there were eight episodes. Okay, I got to think of the name of it. I know which one it was, but I don't want to just go off saying, "Oh yeah, it was the one that the death stuff happened in." Yeah, I know. I that's like that's how I that's crap. how I think about them because I mean, well, this is how it kind of breaks up. Right? Sanctuary, which is that the the one with the brother and sister? Uh, it's the one where he where he was on that planet with Cara Dune. And it was real, real peaceful. And the Klaatuinian Raiders came along. Yeah, and they had to. Yeah, there were two episodes that with took place the, uh, on the planet, right? I think it was on it on it for a little bit on the second. He first one, he first it, gets there, and then it was they real peaceful. Him. And he was thinking they're like, "You should stay here," you know. And the Klaatuinian Raiders were there, and they were kind of like orcs, but they're actually like they look like dogs. Sort of, they sort did of. look like dogs. Uh, interesting aspect about them is they have extremely um, extremely agile and dexterous hands. So imagine instead of an orc that was super strong, like and could beat you up with an axe, cut you to pieces with an axe, really easy. Imagine an orc that was super good with guns, because they've got really really agile hands, and that's it's a pretty deadly combination. But yeah, they had taken over a, an ATSD, an ATSD, and um, yeah, it was, it was a deadly situation. I think that's where he was, really got to show off uh, Cara Dune. Yeah, that was and, uh, uh, when you had um, her, her MMA, Gina Carano. Gina, man, she's fantastic. Well, okay, so here's something else. Like you know, all of the cameo mm-hmm. cast people. Like who were so, who were some? Oh, so let's talk about the director, mm-hmm. uh, producer, and then all of the famous uh, pop-ups in like Everywhere. Nick Nolte is cool. Yeah. But uh, the what do you got? What all have you noticed? Because you're like, yeah, Bill Burr's well, coming. And, and when Bill Burr was on like the fifth episode or whatever, I was like, oh, don't me Billy Freckles. Yeah. yeah. No, and then there was, uh, I t- I, one of my favorite was the uh, Deveron- Deveronian, which to everyone else, the guy who looked like Satan. Oh, uh, yes. That was Clancy Brown. There's one of those. I saw one of those species in, um, it was either Return of the Jedi or A New Hope on Tatooine. A new Hope on Tatooine in, in the bar. Yeah, in the cantina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a, that's a huge, I mean, there's so much written about that species. It's crazy. It's like at the time, yeah, at the time, like, they just needed an, another another costume, and they're like, well, grab that devil costume. We'll call that an alien. And that was it. I mean, that was it. And, of course, you know, fanboys wrote in, um, let's put a whole species about this about this race of devil-looking people, and the males have horns and are bald. The females don't have horns. They just got spots on their head where the horns should be. The reason they got horns up there, though, is for from predatory birds swoop down and try to get them and just headbutt them with their horns and stuff. It's, it's a really cool species, but not until the Mandalorian did I know they were fireproof. I knew that they had two livers and that they could uh, ingest poisons and be fine. And a real devilish thing about them is that they could uh, ingest sulfur and it made them super strong and really tough for a little bit, but it did damage if they did too much of it. So, 
Bro, you're blowing my freaking mind right now. It's just one. I mean, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, so well, sidebar question about yourself. Like, do you know this much stuff about a bunch of other things? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm a jackass of all trades. Yeah, dude, that's... um. Have you ever had an IQ test? Yeah. What'd you score? 160. Wow. Yeah, which means... But which I, means you suffer more than most people. Uh, Isn't that crazy? But no, but... I don't, that's not that's, I'm not uh, that's not a bragging thing that's actually horrible most brain surgeons and this isn't a joke most brain surgeons IQs are around 110 or so because they don't get lost and they don't have suffer they don't suffer from it and they can actually do their job and they don't they don't have all the disorders that come with it that's interesting I never really thought about that I just assumed they had just had the disorders no, you know because no, they that, can't. That, yeah. yeah, no, dude, I've got rapid cycling bipolar disorder that's completely disabling. No, it's <laughs> no. I mean, there's there's a cost, man, to everything. Yeah, that well, that's a, it's a weird thing. Is that the higher your IQ goes, there there seems to be more baggage that comes with it, like no, the way you view the world, the way you interpret things. No, it's terrible. Yeah, my I had to take a I took a, taking several psychology classes, and one of them we had to do a full three hour psychology psychological evaluation, and um, it took three hours, and it was a, it was a tech actually back when I went to tech before I went to, started going to U of O, and uh, he he was congratulating me, but he said you know, he pulled me off to the side of the class. He's like, it's it's a really good score, and but he said, but there's a, there's a problem. You've also got the highest anger scores currently in Arkansas. <laughs> And I was like, what? Because I was like, you know, 20 years old, you know. So I was like, what does that mean? I didn't even know that. And he's like, it means you probably need to see a doctor. <laughs> so, I mean, like there's a cost to everything. Yeah. I didn't feel angry at all about anything. So, I mean, there's, there's a cost to everything. I have to take Topamax and, and all kinds of other drugs just to level myself out every day. So, I mean. You know, what's freaking There's a lot crazy. of people that listening to this that will understand that. That's why it's hard for me to even keep up with my words because my mind's moving 10,000 times faster than my mouth can. That's why I, that's why I have, I have a, an actual stutter that I've had to take therapy and, and, and learn to go around. Now I'm starting to think about it. I'm starting to stutter. See, so. Man, it's... Uh, it's you, you got bullied when you were a kid. We talked about Bad. that before. Yeah. Quite, got quite a bit. Like, yeah. I, and I remember when I first st- kind of started hanging out with you, like... That was something that was still fresh on your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, isn't it that defines us? Like, and let's just say bullying is one thing, but like trauma of any kind that happens when you're a kid, um, and people can assess trauma in whatever ways they want. I don't like because you'll get, oh, I went through the World War Two in Vietnam, and and it's like, yes, thank you for that. But that doesn't discredit like what people go through. Like just because you did this and you're super fucked up and then you raised a fucked up kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the the cycle of trauma of like, yeah, you went through this horrible Vietnam War experience and then you had a kid. Typically this is sort of, and then you had all this post-traumatic stress and you didn't talk with it about it and you didn't deal with it in many cases. And then the kid is traumatized by, being raised by this and then they have a kid and it just points a vicious cycle of trauma it within households within family units and but that's 
childhood trauma can take so many different forms, but it seems to be the people that have been through a lot of trauma, like let's say a war, that talk shit and discredit like, oh, you got bullied at school? Big fucking deal, get over it. You know, and it's like, I've never got how people just discredit that and how we are so... You know, like when people see somebody with a mental illness and it's apparent for people that know what mental illness looks like, and then you see somebody that doesn't know what mental illness is and they're making fun of that person, like that like has started to really bother me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I went and saw the new Joker movie. That is a great testament. And, um, well, here's the testament I got for it. So here we are. We should be talking about Star Wars. Sorry, guys, but I'm going to say one thing. It happens. We, um, We were sitting there. And I, I surround myself with intelligent people like yourself. And that's why I only got about five friends <laughs> that I really spend time with. You know, I got a thousand acquaintances, but about five people that I treasure, you know? Yeah. I mean, really, that's, it's, you know it's hard about? to maintain more relationships than yeah. that, honestly, on a, on a, on that kind of level. I mean, I, I know everybody, but I, I love like, you know, tiny, small circle. And I took those people with me to see Joker and um, we were sitting there just, you've seen it? Yeah, oh, yeah. So I was I sitting there, just, yeah. just couldn't make a sound. I was just like, I, like I was suffocating, and we we all were. But the whole th- the whole theater was busting a gut, laughing, 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 ha ha ha. And let me tell you something about the new Joker movie. Spoiler alert: there ain't a funny moment in the movie. Not one single funny moment. Not one for a movie called Joker. There ain't a joke. Not one funny, hilarious moment. If you laughed, you're ignorant. You're ignorant to mental illness. So, like, everyone in there is laughing their butt off. And I'm thinking, that's, that's our society is so blind to what is really going on beneath the noggins of the quiet individuals and the hurting the ones that can't do anything about it, and maybe they're 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 just like uh, you know maybe maybe they're maybe they are just missing a little sodium bicarbonate in their brain. Maybe it's that easy to fix. Maybe maybe it is just a chemical imbalance, or maybe they need real or some more real help. But they all need something, and it needs to be addressed. It does, man. There, that's I, which like I've heard Joe Rogan say this, but it's like we have a mental health crisis. It's in bad. Our yeah. Um, which I, I I was I really want to talk about Netflix today. I have a lot to say about Netflix today. Man, isn't it crazy how we've shifted to digital streaming culture? Yeah, and I could and I could say a lot to that, but I have been a preacher for Netflix for a long time, and if I say like I've been like saying, you know, kind of like I am about about all the things I talk about that I'm so passionate about. So I'm going to make one dark note. There's a film on Netflix. My second dark note, excuse me. Uh, there's a film on Netflix that is so horrible that I hate to even mention it because the sick people that hear this are going to want to go watch it. I didn't watch it, but I know everything that happens in it. What is it? See, if I tell you, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It propagates watching it. Yeah. Exactly. Is it a real movie or you no? It's, it's, it's a documentary, a, a three-part documentary. Interesting. And it's a sick film, and it shouldn't be there. So now I've already sparked interest. Yes, but it shouldn't be there. It should have never been made. 
And see now, all right, let's just hope that we got stable people listening. Well, I know we don't, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I have never watched the movie. I know what happens because I was told. But it's called Don't F With Cats. Oh, I just heard about this. Everybody's been talking about it. Exactly. Everybody's been talking about it, right? You know, it's a three-part movie that sh- it's about a guy who back in early 2000s put videos up on Facebook and everything about torturing and murdering small animals. Motherfucker. Like little kittens in the worst ways possible. Cats. And it shows, it shows the moments. Puppies, too. It shows the torture and everything he does right up to the point of death then it moves the camera over but you still hear it and they talk, tell you in detail everything that happens now this is uh, a snuff film for all intents and purposes in my book now they're like but it's our right to f- a freedom of speech to show this but I was in I, I took nothing but criminal psychology classes for the first half of my college career and the one thing I took from it was Criminals are often not uh, creative people. They're just a freight train of destruction, especially a psychopath, right? But so they need a train track for their freight train to go on. Films like this lay down a perfect freight train, a perfect track for their freight train to go on. Oh, something defenseless. This is great. I can get views. I can get clicks. I can get noticed because like in our last podcast, I talked about negativity causes great great attention yeah the same, same. it's going to cause so many inspirational actions because there are so few uh laws that are on the same scale of hurting humans as there are animals and so they're so defenseless and humans c- can do evil things animals they can eat you when they're hungry they can hurt you. They're territorial. But but they're that's... innocent of evil actions. A, a animal will never hold a gun to your head so it can do horrible things to your baby. A human will only do that. Hum- animals are innocent. So it's, it's, what they're doing there is, is they're putting a show up there that looks like, oh, that's interesting. It's a funny movie about cats. It's horrific. And so my son was like, oh, it's a funny movie about cats. And I was like, no, don't watch it. But what about all the other kids that are going to watch it and go, yeah, this will be a great way. And so it's right there. So if I want to get on there and watch Queer Eye, or if I want to get there and watch Great Great British Baking, and I'm on PlayStation, it automatically starts playing, and I get to hear the mewing, and I know exactly what's happening to those cats. And I'm never going to tell you what happens to them. And, and, and I couldn't watch that. At the end of the video, or at the end of it, though, I keep reading. It says, oh, by the way, if you watch this documentary, you're part of the problem. Your morbid curiosity got the best of you. You're part of the problem. Okay. So, anyways, I just, I, that's my dark moment in our wonderful Star Wars cast. It just made me sick to think that that's on my Netflix now. And I know there's a lot of bad things on Netflix. Yeah. I get it. But, so, I, I had to figure out a way to remove it. But I had to kind of go in there and figure out a way to remove it. So use your thumbs down to get rid of that kind of stuff. But you see, what about all the people that don't know how to do that? Yeah. And it's going to be right there on your front screen. It's on mine. I watch less Netflix right now than 
Because Disney Plus is fire. Exactly. So you're not going to find that on Disney Plus, but... Isn't it crazy how, like, uh, some of the Star Wars films, for example, it, like, uh, it'll say, uh, contains tobacco depictions. <laughs> That's a, Like, so we got Netflix over here, freaking Wild West, and we got yeah. Disney Plus being like, hey, you know... When they're Lady not, and the Tramp was made, there's a little there, bit of there racist some Chinese stuff. <laughs> or Asian stereotypes. We're really sorry about it. If if you watch it, uh, you know, I, and they've got those disclaimers in the in the paragraph write ups, and and then like that's at the beginning, like right when it's like showing you the like the text on Star Wars films like contains tobacco depictions. I'm like, damn, man. Well, I mean, they say, you know, if we, if we tell them to take that film down, it's like attacking their free speech. And I was like, since when is like showing a, a terroristic or threatening or horrific action like that? That's, that's not really freedom of speech though. Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the big debate, man, is whether we, we want when it becomes harm, negativity and evil that, that that's real, you know? Yeah. In our faces. <coughs> so I ranted, and I knew I was going to, and I'm sorry. It's the caffeine, guys. Well, you know, maybe people will talk shit in the comments. Good. Now, here we go. The Mandalorian's best episode. See, see, this is what happens when I get serene, guys. Get me all manic. My favorite episode was Serenity. Because it's the first episode that Din Djarin, ooh, I said his name. Yeah, Din Djarin. That's uh, that's. He the took his that, helmet off. Yeah, and he's not he, a living thing. He took his helmet off. He ate dinner. And you know what a big deal that was because it says, "I'm just a guy. I'm just a, I'm just a living thing. I'm not a robot like some people. I guess might have thought. I'm just a dude gonna eat my dinner. I take my helmet off to eat because for some reason people were wondering how did he eat in that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he shows him take his helmet off, but he's not in front of anybody. He has a private little dinner. He's got a happy little life there. I liked it. It was a peaceful episode. What did you think about seeing his face in the last episode? I mean, I knew who he was. The whole time I'm wondering, is he going to have that cool mustache? That he always has the Pedro Pascal Narcos mustache that makes every man want to have a mustache. So I'm thinking, is he going to have the mustache or not? And then it shows he didn't have the mustache. He was clean shaven, right? And then in the concept art at the end, he had the mustache. (laughs) yeah <laughs> so i don't know i guess he made a last minute decision who knows i, I wonder okay so I, I don't know the i can't remember the actor's name but he plays gus fring in breaking bad um moff gideon oh yeah 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 <clears throat> that's a cool cameo that's like the, the one of the coolest villains ever in breaking He's, bad. he wasn't very different it seemed like from his breaking bad character because Have you he, seen breaking bad oh god yeah yeah, yeah. me several times dude yeah i haven't seen uh, el camino I've seen El Camino. It's good. It's good. And uh, Better Call Saul. It's good. I haven't seen Better Call Saul yet. It's either. good, dude. Yeah, no, it's I'm good. behind. It's good. I know. Um, I'm so behind. Now, did you like the uh, the dark saber that he broke out of? That, that was interesting. Straight up, straight up out of Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any of that because that's that's too much spoilage in one in one little podcast here. But uh, that's that's uh, pre Vistla's uh, dark saber. He fought with that like a. Like a bad mofo, man. And, uh, and then it went to Darth Maul when he killed Pre Vizsla. And uh, then it eventually, in the Night Sisters cave, it went to uh, Sabine Wren. I'll just stop there. Sabine Wren. Do you know anything about this Moff Gideon character? No, not enough. Not enough. I haven't, I haven't wiki or wikied him. 
Wikipedia him because I don't want any spoilers, but I'm real. I really hate spoilers, and here we are spoiling this for a lot of folks. But. Well, they, they, you know, honestly, man, I don't look it, a lot of here, stuff it, up. We're doing this on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. if they haven't seen it yet, we will pass judgment on them. Well, it's not like we're, we're putting up a big flag. Like we're not. not I, we're I will say. Status I will it. say spoilers in all caps. I'm sure. sure. In the uh, right. Because you don't want to ruin it. And we're, we'll talk about some uh, Last Jedi and stuff here in a little bit. Uh, my favorite episode was probably the uh, where he goes on there to break the brother out, yeah. out, yeah. of, the, um, out of the prison. That was just well, a super interesting episode. And uh, we had the guy he plays in. Um, you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Had one of the bikers from Sons. He was like the guy running. The, oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, dude. I know. I was so happy to see him. Yes. I was so happy to see him. He's one of my favorite actors, dude. He's so funny. What, um, where do you think The this, prisoner. Where do you think that this- You're uh, talking about Ran. Yeah. His former partner, Ran. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think that the Mandalorian fits, like in the canon, like in the uh, the current canon of, like, is it is it what you always wanted? Well, it's five years after Return of the Jedi. Of course, I've also read it seven years, but so I've read both. But. It's just like right after, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it. I like I like that. That's what I like about Shadows of the Empire. Is it's like. They, they picked up that yeah. we appreciate this gap filling they do. I well, do. You know, the Clone Wars, I call it a cartoon, it's CGI, but it's it took place, the animated series, let's say, it took place, um, you know, between the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. And and then, of course, Rebels takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Is Rebels a, also animated? Yeah, and it's... I hadn't seen either one of them. Clone Wars is good. It's very campy. How many episodes? Um, a a bunch. metric buttload, but Rebels is a lot less. I like Rebels a lot better, and I know Flame, Flame away, but I like Rebels a lot better just because of the characters. But uh, it's more entertaining and it's less campy. There's not the guy at the beginning doing the Flash Gordon. Back on the planet. You know, 121 episodes. See, it's it's a bit much, so I kind of pick and choose my favorites out of there. Uh, really cool races in it. I mean, you, there's some really cool races in it. Man, um, I love species. I loved the. Oh, I thought yeah, you said race, and I'm like, but pod racing. <laughs> well, yeah, but species. That's funny. Um, I'm getting message about people pod, uh, that other Star Wars podcast I'm doing, and they're they're all coming from Clarksville, and they're like, "You want a carpool? <laughs> carpool in for the podcast." So, um, man, uh, I really. Mayfeld was uh, Bill Burr's character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he had the shoulder mounted. Who was the guy that takes... Gil wielding. Ta- uh, so who was the blue guy with the gills that he arrests in the first episode and then the guy... I dri- said it wrong. Driving him out on the okay. ice. I said all of that wrong in the last time. I said that that was... Uh, I said that was the wrong actor. It's actually Horatio Sands. I said it was a guy that plays with Panic. Oh, oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah it was, it's George. Not, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Lopez. It's not him. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally. That was so terrible that I said that last time. It was good. It's Horatio Sands from Saturday Night Live. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's who that was. He's hilarious. Yeah, from but he's it, in the cowbell like, episode, dude. Right. And the thing was, the whole time I'm watching him do that, critically, it was said that oh, he's kind of out of place. 
he's kind of in his own world. He kind of created his own tiny little atmosphere that wasn't very Star Warsy. But I was great with it because I was like, no, he's fine. He's funny. And then that's a freaking Quarren right there next to him. So I'm I'm squeeing over there at the Quarren, which is the guy who looks like a squid. I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. They're on the same, you know, they're they're from the same place as Mon Calamari. They're always in a battle with them. They can interbreed with them. And Mon Calamari is, you know, uh, um, uh, it's a trap. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's, what's his name? Why did, I, why, did I, why did I just forget? Hey, there's that? an action figure about him. He's I in just, Return of the Jedi. I just right? lost my mind. Doesn't he fly the Falcon in Return of the Jedi no. or something like no, that? No, no, no. Or he's on the Falcon? That's Neon Numb. He's a Solaston. I can't believe Admiral Akbar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. I have a, I have an idea about him, but yeah, you know he got you know he got when uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia in Episode Eight, when she, you know when it, when she got sucked out of the the bridge, yeah, yeah. he died then, which is so yeah. anticlimactic for Admiral freaking Akbar of Return of the Jedi fame. Um, in my opinion, wouldn't it have been cool if he would have been the one to have suicide flew? <laughs> Yeah. Remember, you know, the move uh, that Laura Dern's character, mm-hmm. when she like light sped. Yeah. And blue, uh, yeah. Blue kamikaze the, uh, directly through them. Okay. Wouldn't that have been cool if Admiral Akbar would have done that? But you know, I don't think they could have done it because this one guy said, no, it wouldn't have worked because it would have become this huge meme where he would have been, hello, Akbar. That's funny. <laughs> so that couldn't have worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But just a thought. Yeah. But it still would have been cool. Would have been a great ending for him because I love that character. Man, what do you think about Baby Yoda's character? That's that no, is fantastic. the thing setting the internet on fire. Well, is this an original by Farvo? Farvo? For what? Uh, what? How do you say his last name? Who? Farvo. 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 Favro. 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 I always say Farvo, but it's, yeah. Fa- Fa- it's Favro. John Favro. Yeah. Yeah. Who has been in so much stuff? Well, beyond that, he's just a fantastic director. He's been. I mean, he directed like the Jungle Book and a whole bunch of Disney works. I think he did Lion King as well, didn't he? So he's, he does everything. Yeah. Let's he's, see what his filmography is. It's monstrous. You're gonna open up a portal I, I looked it up yesterday but oh, like right. what what do you think about what he's done with this show and his no collection? i mean everyone loves it because he turned he, he turned the mandalorian he turned star wars into the spaghetti western and that's what it is it's a space western man and that's what everyone wanted star wars to be was a space western so it brings back that new hope feeling of <laughs> when you when you're walking into a desert it brings back the tatooine but he brought it even into onto other planets he did uh, clone wars Oh, 08 through 14. So well, yeah, and he also that. voiced Pre Vizsla. He also voiced the heavy, the uh, the heavy, heavy Mando. You know, the guy that got in the knife mm-hmm. fight. Yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. he was fighting with Din Djarin there for a minute. I'm going to just call him Din Djarin now for our, for our, our educated folks. Here's, okay, so here's his films. Um, made elf zathura iron man iron man that's a good movie yeah. uh cowboys and aliens Whoa. chef the jungle book and the lion king he directed yeah. all those uh films directed by favreau yes Bro, i didn't know any cowboys and aliens yeah me either that's that's a cool movie i hadn't seen in a long time um He's got several unreleased projects he's working on for Disney. You know, Mandalorian just got picked up for a second season. Um, it better. Yeah. That's cool that he did the Clone Wars. I like that. 
So I'm a big fan of the Mando's weapon setup. I mean, he's got the best car going on, right? Yeah. The best car armor. It's, um, I wouldn't say blaster proof, but it can take a hit. Some of the best armor out there. And he's got the optics. Fantastic helmet. He never takes it off. It zooms in. It's got all that going on for it. Got a built-in flashlight type situation going up there, or light stick as they call them. Um, Did you say the flamethrower? Well, you know, he's got the flamethrower in both hands, or in both wrist mounts. Okay. I thought it was just one, but it's actually in both. Uh, Flame mounts in both. And uh, he's got the grapple where he can pull people in. He's got a vibro knife down here in the right greave. But he's also got this the blaster pistol. And his blaster pistol, you know, the gas, those actually fire by gas cylinders. Like it's got a gas cylinder that and a battery. So you got to charge the battery and you got to keep a gas cylinder. Now, gas is mined from planets like cloud gas, gas giant planets like, you know, Cloud City was one of them. They mined Bestman, blaster yeah. gas. Yeah, Bestman, right? So, <clears throat> well done, sir. Is Woo. it, you know, I heard somebody pronouncing it Beastman. Oh, they're, they are wrong. <laughs> That's why I'd never heard it pronounced that way. Matter of fact, it was that um, it was whoever was narrating the audiobook of Shadows of the Empire I was listening oh, crap. to. Crap, maybe they're right. <laughs> well, now nah, I I've mean, on some long. of those audiobooks, well, that is like we we're talking about with Shizor. Yeah, well, I think that's right. Yeah, Shizor. I yeah. looked it up many times because as a kid, I, was, I thought Zizer sounded co- so cool. That's and, probably what I was calling. I don't even yeah, remember, but, but yeah, like when Shizor. I when I started like looking into like the collections and stuff i wasn't even looking for sure but i start i saw these lots of shadows of the empire and i was like i remember that and then i just went down the rabbit hole dude so he's got but yeah but so he's got that blaster fires so many times probably 300 150 300 times maybe 400 times i don't know that exact model actually i wish i could sit here and be like it's model this this and this but somebody will come in here and tell you that if they're good now the disruptor rifle those things are horrific. Yeah. Completely like horrific because, and his loads individual shells. Now, those things are so horrific that uh, one of the characters off of Rebels, he's Lasat. L A S A T. It was the, he's based on the original design of Chewbacca, what Chewbacca was going to be. They're big and purple. Um, they got. Uh, they got their feet they're kind of like a almost like a frog's feet and they can actually prehensile with their feet and he's really he's like six foot ten big old dude pointy ears anyways his entire race was pretty much wiped out by disruptor rifles they're terrible and they're described as the most painful death ever because it when you're shot with it you disintegrate and you disintegrate from a, a, a matter a material form like simultaneously and it's so vast on your entire living being like everything disintegrates simultaneously so horribly and so simultaneously that time actually slows down for you and that so imagine your hand being on fire during the worst part of that pain imagine that on your whole body and time slowing down so even though you disintegrate that fast imagine your whole body going through that but time slows down so you experience for many many moments yeah and he did that to several jawas just because they took his stuff Oh, dude, what did you think about that Jawa chase scene? I thought that was super cool and well When he's done. chasing yeah, the, when the he's sand trying. crawler? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But yes. he was like, he's just like, oh, they took my stuff. I'm just going to just take that. Vaporize the shit out that's of them. The, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's a horrible death. They shouldn't have taken his shit, John. They okay. shouldn't have because he flat out disintegrated them in a slow, most the most horrible death known in the galaxy. 
Yeah, that and it's so funny like when, when he goes to like barter with them to get his shit back. He's just like, "It's my stuff," <laughs> and like has to. And they're like, "No guns." He's like, "It's my religion." Yeah, it's my religion. Man, this is such a cool show, dude. <laughs> what um? So after that, after he puts his shit back together yep. and leaves that planet, he goes to this. Does he go to Tatooine? He goes to that desert planet. I don't remember where it is, but he goes. He goes. He goes from the guy. desert planet where Kawil is, and where he oh, gets Tatooine. Baby Yoda, and he f- he leaves there and goes to that place where the lady works on his ship. Yeah. And babysits Baby Yoda. Well, he ends up at Tatooine eventually, eventually because he meets um, that one actor's son. But it's uh, to- anyways Toro's as the character's name. And um, that's when he goes on hunting the hunter, right? Mm-hmm. They hunt the female bounty hunter. Yeah, that was a cool episode. It was, it was, bikes, it was pretty cool because Tuscan I found Raiders swoops, and we got to see him communicate with. It, it was very, it was a very big callback to um, to uh, Native Americans. In a sense, because like in the old westerns, when they would communicate with sign language, yeah, he's like um, it was theirs first. It was their planet first. Yeah, he's like the locals, and he's like they are the locals. Yeah, yeah, we're the visitors here. You know, I mean, that's that was really great Native American uh, callback. I was looking at your poster, Native American poster. There, I was thinking, yeah, like the, the the shaman man, Universal yeah. Shaman by Jeff Wood. If anybody oh, get on ZenDragonGallery.com, I was looking at that and trying to work. I was sitting here trying to. To focus on the Native American. Then I saw that. I was like, dang, man. Man, uh, we'll see. I got my statue over here, too. So yeah. My grandpa left it for me. Yeah, I got my tattoo. Yeah. Man, but yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, uh, that was just such a great callback to the Spaghetti Western. How he's oh, communicating yeah. with the, uh, whether yeah, it be the it, Cheyenne it, or the Sioux. Everybody's or the kind of kind of said that. Oh, I've been reading a fire book about the Comanche, bro, called mm-hmm. Empire of the Summer Moon. It's good. I'm, I got like, uh, probably four chapters left. Well, I mean, really, he is. To me, he's Clint Eastwood in so many ways. In this, in this film, the good and bad and the ugly, or in this series, I mean, he's like it's kind of like the good and the bad and the ugly, but it's also got that wonderful Star Wars twist. What do you? And it's kind of like Predator too. Do you, Do you have any predictions on the second season? Yeah, it's absolutely. Getting picked up. What do you think's yeah. going to happen? So all of my predictions came in the last episode because he kept calling him a foundling. You ready for my hype? It's too much. I'm going to aim high. Okay, I'm going to aim way too high here. But the whole time they're messing around with that in that armor, the armor, you know, the female. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's messing. Cool. Can I just say what I was looking forward to the whole time that never happened? What? Make the child a helmet. Make him a helmet. He's a family. Baby Yoda? Yeah. Yes, yes, right. Make him some armor. Because well, she, she lived. He, right. Oh, yeah. She she went straight up Kali with the two hammers, bro. I know. <coughs> but she said he has no protection. Of course, that meant you're his father now, but I thought that meant he needs a little Beskar. He needs sponsoring. Look at all this Beskar here. Look at all this Beskar. And she said he needs protection. And I looked at I looked at my, my girlfriend. I said, ooh. She gonna make him a helmet, or they're gonna make him a, a gauntlet or something. And I'm just thinking, he's too young. You know, he's too young for training. I'm like, that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a Yoda Mandalorian. That's what's coming. Right? Oh my God, people! That's gonna be wild, dude. It's gonna be a Yoda Mandalorian because you don't have to be human. You don't. Uh, that's because she said it. Uh, Cara Dune. She said. She said Mandalorian is not a species. It's a creed. 
Yeah, it, it is. It's like a reli- like a religious creed type because uh, yeah. he he does he calls it his religion in that one episode. So I'm going to tell you what's coming. It's going to be the the child is going to be a Mandalorian. Can you fathom it for a minute? Because there's nothing cooler than that. Do this. Do the three finger thing. The three finger. They doing Carl Weathers said that, but it's like imagine yeah, like yeah, you, you get the Mandalorian with the Ooh. three finger thing. Ooh. I just I want to know more. This is this has got me so fascinated. I want to know how it's gonna. Okay, so what do you? Okay, what do you think about this? The Force healing. Mm-hmm. They they tied that in with the with the new Star Wars film Rise of Skywalker. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Had you seen that in any other films? I don't remember. Not the films. Being I'd there. seen it in uh, in games. And I That's what it. somebody else said. Yes, uh, Dan Saul. Uh, I'm hoping to have him on the podcast. He's a theater director uh, here in town uh, for the for Russellville High School's technical director. He was, used to be the director at Clarksville, so I had drama and stuff with. Yeah, but he said he had seen it on some of the video games. No, I didn't see it. I saw it on video games too, but I also seen it in the tabletop RPGs and stuff. Because uh, I mean, here here comes my nerd moment. Me and my friends sit around and play a um, a tabletop version of Star Wars like all the time, and it's. Um, that's cool. I didn't like a D and D, like D and D, but it's wow. Star Wars. It's made by Fantasy Flight Games, and it's official, and it's the best thing in the world. It's, I wonder. Um, let's see if there's Shadows of the Empire RPG. No, but it, that's in it. It's all encompassing. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's there's pictures and everything of Dash Rendar and everything, and it, oh, there is the Falling is the is a race in it. That's probably a big excuse to why I know so much of this stuff. So. Shadows of the Empire source book. Yeah. 1996, the official companion to the novel. No, yeah, but no, uh, fan, uh, fantasy, I always say Final Fantasy. Fantasy Flight Games makes uh, Star Wars role-playing uh, books. And uh, it's, it's, it's just like D&D, but you got your own Star Wars dice, and it's um, it's it's, the, it's not as nerdy, in my opinion, but of course it is. It's nerdier. Dude, that's but, co- that's cool. I had no idea. That yeah. there, I mean, like I had like an episode one Monopoly back <laughs> right. in the day. No, yeah. it's it's too much fun. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's too much fun. Too much fun. If you're a super fan, so it helps you like learn. It's just it's just an excuse to sit around and talk about Star Wars. Really, that's why I started this podcast. Exactly. And so it's it's really just an excuse to get together with your friends and talk about Star Wars and to learn more about. The, the is, this, is that how you powers. think you picked up a lot of your your knowledge? That, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's probably why I know way too much about it is because I've I, I've constantly done research and stuff and and so when I'm sitting there watching the Mandalorian, Mandalorian's literally just watching the game, and I'm sitting there like watching. <laughs> people are picking up my secrets now. They're like when he picks up uh, when he picks up the e, the e the e web cannon. I'm like, oh, that's a gunnery skill. That's different than heavy range skill. <laughs> So like, or or when they're like fighting hand to hand, like oh that's the brawl skill he's using that right there. He must have a really high brawl skill compared to his melee skill. <laughs> and when you when you took out the Tuscan Raider, I'm like oh that's a gaffy stick. Yeah, that's a melee. That's a melee weapon. Some of those are two handed. Some of those are one handed. That's a that's a melee weapon. There's a whole like. Is that what Ray carries? In the new no, film? no, hers is just staff. Okay. Yeah. Do you notice that's what her uh, lightsaber was made out of? Was her staff? Her, no, her lightsaber at the end. Did. Which let's talk about something real quick. What do you think? that Finn was trying to tell her the whole movie. Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so there's a... There's Spoiler an- for Rise of Skywalker. There's another one. Let, we'll, we'll kind of transition into that. Um, there was another moment in one of the previous movies where he kind of doesn't quite... And I, I wonder if they're doing that to kind of like build 
tension up because if they do a Ray series of movies with Rise of Skywalker page on Facebook shared that they are, they're going to do. Insane. I had no idea. Then you know that Finn's going to be back, and that's what I want to see, man. And that's that's that was my biggest disappointment with the new friend, the new trilogy was like. <clears throat> Palpatine's cool. I bought this thing up him on the internet yeah. for $30. But, like, the same bad guy for literally Not the entire... Yeah. And, and everything else, too. Mm. Everything that's ever been put out, Palpatine's the guy pulling the strings. And I'm like, come on. Who's... Like, you know what everybody was most excited about, I feel like, in the first two uh, episodes of the new trilogy was the idea that Snoke was the new Palpatine. That the, the Palpatine was gone, and that that there was a new that, that the Sith had come back somehow, and that Palpatine wasn't the guy. And man, when like they introduced Palpatine, there was some excitement there. But that was my biggest critique of the whole thing. I'm like, like if they do a Ray series and they bring Palpatine back, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Okay, right now I'm stuck trying to figure out if he literally just he said I made Snoke, and then I see Snoke and Vats in, in Episode Nine, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here. Th- thinking that i had been thinking for a long time that snoke do you know he was born the same year as another famous character in the star wars universe ezra bridger okay the main character of rebels the kid the kid you may have seen pictures and i was looking at ezra and he looks just like snoke in the face same and i was like oh my god and i haven't finished all the stories about it that'd be wild is is that on disney plus yeah rebels oh it's so good dude so good what was your assessment of the new trilogy of force awakens rise of skywalker okay last jedi i'm never gonna say a bad thing uh now back back in my day uh a fanboy was someone who loved everything about star wars no matter what it was but nowadays a fanboy has become the quintessential complainer i'm not that fanboy Nowadays, I'm still the old school fanboy that doesn't sit shotgun in my car. I sit chewy. I'm still just privileged to gaze into the window of my favorite galaxy for a couple hours. Or if it's a show for 20 or 30 minutes. They can do no wrong to me. Um they could all come out and dance in tutus or sit at a table and, and, and drink calf the whole time. And you're like, we got more star Wars. I don't care. It's just more star Wars. It's my favorite. It's my favorite fictional universe. It's my favorite galaxy far, far away. I don't care what they do. I don't care. I have picked my favorite galaxies for some people. That's Tolkien. For some people, it's Harry Potter. Uh, for some people, it's the Godfather. For some people, it's Quentin Tarantino's universe. He made his own. There's for some people it's Stephen King. Okay, and I love all of those too. But that's my favorite because it's so vast. You can be anything. It things. It's a place where medieval and pirate and cowboy meets space. It is the perfect quintessential opera of all things fantastical. So I look at every opportunity to gaze into that window for a couple hours as that exactly. It's an opportunity. Like childlike innocence, basically. I, it's, I mean, it's mother's milk. Man, I, you know, 
I, I I enjoyed, like I said earlier, um, I don't know if we're recording or not, but I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker the second time more because I felt like I caught more, I understood more. I understood more about like that end scene where um, Ray is hearing all the voices of the Jedi, but you also hear all the voices of the Sith. And it's just like you hear Vader in one vein, but you hear Hayden Christensen's Anakin in another. And it's yeah, just you also like, hear Kanan Jarrus from Rebels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, that's man. I'm looking forward. So I'll have to. Um, Cora was just talking about one to start Clone Wars. That's what we're going to do next. Is Clone Wars. Clone Wars is long, man. Clone Wars is long. It's is it a, seasons? Yeah. It's uh, so long and it's so hard to get through. You might give up. Most people give up. Uh, it's a lot of episodes. You might want to just go straight into Rebels. I'm sorry to say that. How many episodes are Rebels? It's doable. It's only four seasons. Okay. Yeah. And it's a direct sequel, pretty much. Not direct. Not direct at all, but it is a sequel and has a lot of the same characters. And it's it's fresh. It's a little bit fresher. You know, it's a lot easier to get through. Clone Wars is, lo- and I'm, I mean, I'm going to take a lot of crap for saying this, but it's the truth, man. Yeah, well, I unless mean, that's, you've that's got a significant lot. time, are they thirty minutes? Yeah, about yeah. Okay, I mean, but they're just they're so meaty, you know. Fourteen years, Rebels takes place fourteen years after Revenge of the Sith. Clone Wars, you got to be a fan. Five years before A New Hope. Wow. But I mean, you also. You'll learn so much. And I mean, I've got a book on Star Wars languages. So like Huttese is kind of like the second language of the Outer Rim. So like when that guy, when the, when the first episode, Mandalorian walks in and the guy's complaining that he spilled his drink. He's like, he's like, my go, he's like my Yokola, Yokola, Yokola. I'm like, that's his drink. That means drink. Because I, I know a little bit of Huttese. And then he goes, yeah, you spilled his drink. And I was like, man, that's a nerdy moment in my life, man. Yeah, I, I can speak a little bit of Huttese just from reading this funny books. So I got to find that and let you borrow it because it's kind of funny. It's real kind of primitive. You know, it's kind of easy to understand. Yeah. And like, like alcoholic drink like wine is Go-Cola. And there's drink, you just drink is Yo-Cola. And I was like, man, that's that's funny that I was, I'm like, that's nerdy, right? <laughs> when I'm sitting there and I can understand what they're saying in another is, Star Wars language. That's like Trekkies who speak Klingon, you know? I want, well, how much of this do you think is done intentionally for nostalgic reasons to... Oh, God. To, to, like Everything. He, he, yeah. yeah like, like, with the, like with the Zabrak um, that Kara was fighting in that, um, where she was tied together with the, with the, with the electric oil. You know, she's in the pit fight. Mm-hmm. And he's a Zabrak. He's an Iridonian Zabrak. He wasn't a Dathomirian Zabrak. Dathomirian Zabrak, be the, the male Dathomirs grew up on Dathomir, look like Savage Opus or Darth Maul. Uh, Iridonian Zabraks, they, they're the ones with horns, you know, like, kind of like Darth Maul. But they had the, the facial tattoos and grew up on a really harsh planet. Got two hearts. Interesting. Kind of cool. Really, really harsh looking. What dude. is the actor that played Darth Maul's name? Do you remember? Yes. Is it Ray something? Ray Park. Ray Park. Caleb had lunch with him. You're kidding me. No. One of the nicest dudes ever, and I, I've never met him. I just know he's one of the nicest dudes Have you ever, ever been to any of the comic cons that have come around here? No, 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 man. I, can you believe that? Maybe we should go to one. <laughs> no, I just, I don't. I don't want to dress up. I've always wanted to go to one, though. Um, I'm, I'm not. I don't do good in crowds, man. 
Dude, I, I mean, I get that. Like, if I'm not the center of attention, like playing a show or putting on a show or, or talking or speaking or something, but just blending in, it almost drives me insane. Dude, I, I've got... Is that weird? I mean, no, it's no, no. I got no trouble public speaking, putting on a show, standing on a stage in front of a thousand people is easier than being a part of those thousand people. I definitely have to... It's weird. I have to be into it, man. I'm like so picky about what I'll go do anymore. Mm-hmm. And part of it's because like, man, this is what I want to do right here. <clears throat> Podcasting, uh, exercising, being at my gym, teaching classes. Man, you've and, got so much energy. It's amazing. It, it, well, I mean, it's too like I've really had to get picky about like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that either. Well, you know, my dad said, uh, he said, every day you get older, comfort becomes more of a priority yeah isn't that wild i like i've been telling people this like just because it's cold outside maybe i mean it hasn't been the last few days but like the most gratitude i've had um as of late is is like i'll get home after the gym it's like 8 30 right yeah and i i walk up i get it's the walk from my car to my side door out there on the deck um it's cold and oftentimes I might have just sweated or do whatever you need to do to that. Sorry about the puzzle. Oh, that's great. Dude. Uh, but oh, I've like maybe like have a damp shirt on or just be right. like have cooled down after working out. It's like you get out in the cold, it's extra cold. But like I feel that cold and I know when I get to my door how warm it's going to be inside and like the gratitude I feel like, oh man, I'm so fucking thankful that I have like this warm house to sleep in tonight. And I never had those thoughts or feelings until like literally like a few weeks ago. And it's just like, oh, oh, just all gratitude. You know, it's like, wow, I'm just like happy I have this house to come home to. It's like my sanctuary. Yeah, it is. And now that I have that, I'm just like, man, I never want to fucking leave this place. (laughs) Like I do like, okay, but it's just like, dude, I've like made it, you know, like I, I teach at the university. I've always wanted to do that. The fact that I do it is a major win. Um, and it's not 40 hours a week. It's like 25 to 30, you know. And then I got the gym and everything. And then like with what I'm doing with this. And it's it's great. And really, dude, there's no more time for anything else. No, you got to pick and choose. I mean, there, there is. But it's like also, like I was saying earlier on our last episode, it's like the cool part is, is like, people that i not like yourself but like people that i would normally not hang out with i can have them on the podcast and have a conversation with them you know so it's like it it creates an outlet for me to actually have more social interaction in my safe space so so to call it but no it's kind of what this is though really really is man and i'm really excited about it's gonna i'm gonna have more comforts of home at the uh new studio and more places we could film an episode so like I'm, I've got my whiskey barrel table that's in the music room. I'm gonna put a couch in the new studios. Um, all of my, I'm trying to get all of my music equipment in there. So, I'd say we do those tiny desk concerts. People don't have to really necessarily bring all their own equipment. We're gonna have a portion of stuff that they could use. Like, yeah, bring your guitar. You can just jack into my orange amp. Are you okay with that? Or, oh, you want to bring an amp? We can plug it right into the mixer. You know, because like that's I'm getting set up to where we do like it's it, plug and play your instrument and we record this way, you know, so. 
I think it'll be fantastic over there if it's as comfortable for you. Yes. But it depends on how comfortable you are. Yeah, it'll be. People adapt. I They're think guests. it's, see, we're starting to get crowded in here um, with like just all the stuff on, not this stuff, but like, <laughs> like when you got Mike, sorry about this puzzle, dude. Look at these cards, man. I've got it's this over spot. here. I got a lightsaber. I got so much cool shit in here. I got like, stuff over here that I can't even integrate into the room. But the, the new studio is way bigger, about three times the size. It's going to be awesome. So. You know, well, I, there's a lot of people that are here I am I'm, I'm trying to I'm swinging this back I'm sorry but I'm sitting here thinking about what do you like better about the Disney franchises like what Disney has done to Star Wars because people everyone says it's yeah, worse what, what do you like what better? do they do they they cut out all the books and I think that's a bullshit chicken shit move like I'm not happy about that yeah. like because here I am like it like I, it's not like I'm overly committed. I really only read a few of the books when I was a kid. Um, but they had so much source material to draw from, and they reinvented the wheel. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. But what do you like better about the films that they did? It's a hard answer, right? Because I was asked that, and because, like I said, the negativity is so strong. You want to know one of the coolest things I saw? Well, the it's small things see it's the things i've ne- okay so some people love the nostalgia one i think that's bullshit like yeah, i think I, agree. I think like it, look be original like you're like you're cashing in on nostalgia and then like like i think that's the biggest gimmick of like bringing back the original characters i loved getting to see the original characters oh han solo and stuff but then it's like you also killed him in the first movie you know what I'm saying? Let, let old things die. Yeah, okay. But, you know, yeah, and I get that. And I feel like this trilogy offers a lot of closure on them being able to start something new with new characters. And I want, I, I want that. That's something I wanted from the new trilogy that I got some of. But it's like a half and half. It's like maybe the, this new trilogy will be the bridge to the future of well, new characters, new storyline, new Jedi, new Sith. I'll tell you what I liked about it that was completely new to me. Is that even with the prequels, even though they were new at the time, and they're, even though they were, we got some high def filming going on, they, the it's corporeal, as in everything going on with the new ones. And I know it's just technology, but it's also the things they focus on. They they've got some some focus going on on making everything feel like you could reach out and touch it. I know, and that yeah. is absent from the original trilogy, so there, it creates like gaps. Like In the original trilogy, it looks like you're gazing into a, a crystal ball, almost into a galaxy that's so far away. You don't see a movie set. You see something that, like, it doesn't, it's not real. It's a galaxy far, far away. And that's why we were so in love with it, because we were all, you know, pretty much, you know, we, a lot of my friends at least, we don't remember it coming out. It was a galaxy far, far away. Now we look at the prequels and they were hated at the time, but now we look back at them because nostalgic for us, but they were still a galaxy far, far away. They didn't look like anything we could touch because there was so much CGI and CGI doesn't look real. Yeah. But there's so much that you can touch in the new movies. And I'm not just talking about practical effects. I'm talking about like you can, I think, my, like I said, maybe I'm just a, a, a nerd for 4K, but it looks, there's so many things you can reach out and, Ooh, so that I could, ooh, that's what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. And I'm in love with those little details. Like I remember it, listening to Daisy Ridley talk about the lightsabers. She said something people don't know about those things. They're really heavy. And she said even before they screw on the blade, 
for the for the fight scenes mm-hmm. she said they they put a lot of weight in it to to um so that when we they have heft so it represents the batteries and the crystal and everything that's in it to make it work and the heavy metal that holds it she said those things are heavy and i'm like i never thought about it you always see them just whipping them little things around in the other movies i never thought that that thing would be bulky and heavy and when finn's carrying it it's like Ugh. what did you think about you know? like that was one thing that do you think Finn could be like force sensitive? Okay, this is why I was asking you. What do you think he told? He was trying to tell her. The I don't whole know. Time. I don't know. Well, everyone says it was that I loved you, right? It's been confirmed. It, that wasn't what he was going to say. What was it? Well, n- what I'm hearing now is that he could feel the force. That he was force sensitive. Do you think he could be Mace Windu's kid? <laughs> oh God, I don't even know. Mace That's, Windu. I mean, because he would have to be a descendant that, of somebody that. Now, a lot of people say that that's, is it racist to even say that? Because, you know, it's just because you're right. Well, yeah. I mean, you look like, like, what are the other black human characters? Right. Is it, yeah. Or is it Lando? Yeah. Well, okay. So the, the reason I discounted Lando is because, um, he's not force sensitive. Right. Right. But, um, and the reason I was like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, like, what are the only other person I could remember that everybody debates on coming back mm-hmm. and whether or not they died in that, in the, yeah, Mace Windu, you know, when he quote died, like I read the other day, he was like 200 years old, you know, force a gangster, dude. Well, I mean, practicing force users, it extends your life. Living force extends your lifespan quite a bit. Like I heard that, um. Qui-Gon was like in his late 60s or something like that and he didn't look it. Yeah. It's crazy how that how that works. One thing, I thought the new trilogy did a good job of bridging like the prequels like I like you kind of hit mentioned it too, almost too much CGI. Like in the in it's because of like man all they did you know seventy seven through eighty whatever the, the mm-hmm. for original movies they did those and then they didn't do anything from eighty three till they remastered the versions that was controversial when they added scenes and shit in in the new original trilogy so we got through that decade but when the I think if they would have kept going throughout the like done another trilogy at the end of the eighties and into the nineties that we wouldn't notice these things that it would be more gradual I kind of feel like it's out of place I think that they did the first trilogy and then we're like waited too long did the prequels and then the prequels were so far technologically advanced in comparison like if you put them up against each other and i think they tried to scale back the new trilogy to kind of compensate for that complaint and i think that it's like it worked but it's like it's honestly like the flow of it I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me because like when I see like with the Senate and shit in the prequels, right. I'm like, that don't look like anything from the other two trilogies. You know what I'm saying? Like when they're <clears throat> chasing that bounty hunter that tried to kill Padme and stuff, it's like that of type of, yeah, that city and stuff, the whole that planet. cityscape. That's, the city is a whole planet, planet, city, city, planet. I just, I don't, I, I thought that it's like, capital. that is just such a contrast. Well, you know, it's crazy that the Republic was being enforced by the Jedi 
and the Republic became the empire. So the Republic was being fought by the separatists, which was, you know, the Roger, Roger, uh, the separatists being um, the, the, uh, the droids and all that. So just, just think for a second. The, the clones were being enforced by the Jedi. were being run with, you know, and all that. So basically the Jedi ushered in the Empire. They enforced it. You watch the Clone Wars and you realize, oh my God. Like all the planets that were completely like the Jedi were like, yeah, you're just a separatist. We're going to take you over. The Jedi did it to themselves. So really, it, it is time for the Jedi to end. It really is. And if I may borrow a little bit from uh, from uh, Freddie Prince Jr., he, he voices uh, Kanan Jarrus on Rebels. And he said he was trained in all the, or, you know, he was taught all about the Force by Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, it's, the Mandalorian is, is a big brainchild of his as well. He directs a, a lot of it and whatnot. And he also has almost everything to do with um, the Clone Wars, with Rebels. It, he's really who George Lucas passed everything to. So if George Lucas said it, Dave Filoni knows it. And now he's passing everything to, um, or not passing it, but he works with Favreau. So basically what I'm trying to say is if Filoni says it, Dave Filoni says it, it's gospel. It's gospel, canon, it's factoid, okay? So you ever heard these theory of gray Jedis and all that stuff, the, the middle mm, ground? Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit, okay? And I've always said it. If you know anything about the force the way the force really works you know that it's always complete balance light and dark the whole thing is based on like taoism it's based on buddhism it's it's based on yin yang okay it has to be perfect balance there was always the two so like at one point the two smartest guys were what you got palpatine you got yoda well it always flip-flops where there always must be two right there always must be balance there always must be light there always must be dark and so you know what's going to happen at the end of the movies you, you can call it it's not it's not rocket science at that all it's very formulaic they have a formula well, yeah and it's also greek mythology you got the, the wise old man and and i mean everyone's like oh darth maul is going to be the darth maul no darth maul man he's sisyphus Man, he's born to hell. He's doomed to roll the rock up the freaking hill and then for it to roll over his head over and over and over. That's he looks sick, but he's he's born to fail over and over and over. So you have to understand there is no middle ground. There's no 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 Batman. There's 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 the light side and then there's dark. There is no middle ground. That's bullshit for all those guys like Gray Jet. I think no, you're kidding yourself. You just you're, you're, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, every time I um, sell somebody a black gi at the gym, mm-hmm. I'm like, "You ever seen the original Star Wars trilogy?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "You know, in Return of the Jedi, where Luke comes back and he's wearing the black outfit. Mm-hmm. That's you right now." Yeah, and they're they're just like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> It's freaking funny. Uh, D, what would you think about how they integrated the jetpack into the last episode? I thought it was... Uh, he was a little bit too good with it. He was. Uh, I, I know. It was very... I'm just talking shit. It, it, well, was it was very... It, well, because she was like, don't use this shit. And then like five minutes later, I, I thought they should have like showed him like really screwing it up, like, no. like going off the landing a little bit well. Yeah. 
He probably should have crashed at least. Dude, I had a, I had a guy on the podcast a couple of days ago that used to rappel out of helicopters to fight fires, and one time he landed like on his hip, mm. and like ended up having that hip replaced later. Yeah, and crazy man. I don't know why they did, they didn't do that, but I mean it's probably because you know uh, Mando's in his forties, and they're like, man, if he falls wrong, he's going to need his hip replaced. <laughs> I mean that's uh, like I, I've known many people who've been like paratroopers. Paratroopers or, a good way to lose your knees, man. Yeah, well, um, you know Caleb's dad, he got injured in a bad jump one time for sure. Uh, you're not going to keep your legs paratrooping, man. That's rough. Uh, well, let's let's wrap up with this. Like, what is your assessment of the new film? And like, what is the future of the universe going to be with Star Wars? Like after this new trilogy, because we got we got Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, I mean, because Season that two. is Episode Eight came out yeah. after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, this potential new trilogy. We've got more potential bridge movies, rumored mm-hmm. Kenobi film or show. Captain Cassian. Okay. Okay. I've so heard like, about that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- well, just tell me what you want to see, what you would like to see, what your oh, theories wow. are, and um, what your assessment of the new film is. Uh, my we'll wrap it up. theory is that um, the child, everyone calls Baby Yoda, but the child will, if they don't find his species, I think he will become a Mandalorian of such. Do you think that they're? Do you think they're doing that to kind of like like what we just looked up? Like, oh, what what species is Yoda? Do you think they're just trying to answer that for us? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I like I said. I I hope. I hope we don't find out what his species is in a way. I hope that they don't find out. I hope he just becomes a Mandalorian. That that becomes his creed. I think that would be amazing. Because can you imagine the little armor? <laughs> I think it would just be the coolest thing ever. I know well, and it's he amazing. would be super small too, because I mean, yeah, like I mean how Yoda is—he's he's like <sighs> third the size of a human being, yeah, he's like Luke or somebody, right? And I mean, he, oh man, I'm be sick. agility based. What was your thoughts uh, on Rise of Skywalker? I, I thought they packed a lot of great things in two hours and twenty-two minutes. Could it have been two movies? If they packed a lot more into it. I mean, it was, I mean, I didn't think it was too packed. I didn't think it was too jaw droppingly packed. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I would have loved to see two movies because that would have been an opportunity to see more Star Wars. Yeah. Simple as that. Whatever they have coming for us in the future, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready. I just want, I just want it. I don't care what it is. I'm that guy. And there's few of us because I'm not a critic. I'm just a, uh, a fan. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good mindset, dude. Yeah, you, positive, all positive for me, man. It's the it's one of the only things in the world that you're never going to hear bad things from my mouth about. I have I have no 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 critiques, all positive vibes about Star Wars. It's a it's my happy place. So from that vein, not talking about bridges or shows mm-hmm. or uh, like what what would you like to see happen after the closure of that story in terms of the continuity? I don't want to see another thing from the Skywalker universe. You you want the Skywalker? And maybe that's what like I said, maybe that's what they did. Is they were trying to end the Skywalker line? Yeah, I want something new and possibly without possibly without lightsabers, like no Jedi, uh, no um. Maybe maybe some magic, like you know from from Dathomir. Maybe some some other versions of the Force. The Force has many names. Some call it magic. Some call it uh, you know. Some call it um, the dark side. They call it Bogan in the in the light. Or Ashla is the light side, or Bendu is lies in the middle. Um, 
I love how 3PO's like, oh, I can't say this language because it's forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> that was... He, he kind of stole the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey! That was funny. I mean, so, I mean, I kind of want to see the Force maybe in, in, in other forms and more as more of a magic <laughs> or not seen at all. Well, I, I know we saw the lightsaber in the very end of the last film or whatever, but... I would like to see them do a, I don't want to say sequel, but a follow-up to the ending of Solo when it showed Maul. I'd kind of like I to did, see I would that like go to somewhere. see them make Solo a trilogy of its own. I don't know if they will. I think what they'll probably do is continue that in a show. Like, I could see that. And then I like somebody was talking about how they could make the, um, Solo a trilogy in this regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a Han movie, you go more into Lando in the second movie. Maybe, maybe, perhaps the Shadow of the Empire run, but also Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they could do it, with the Han vein is they could do more Boba Fett and they could do more Lando Calrissian. Everybody wanted to see Boba Fett show up in this show. I think that's why we are aping over the Mandalorian so much. I think that's why he was brought back in the prequels is because one of the most fascinating characters in the original trilogy, hands down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right on, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. So we'll do a future episode. I'll hit you up in a couple of weeks once I get kind of settled back in uh, with the semester. I'm down. Uh, and we'll do Shadows of the Empire review. Um, and yeah, dude. Just like this freaking guy is here. That's a bantha. Fun yeah, fact. Blue milk. Right here. Blue milk from a bantha. For those of you who don't know, taste a bit. With it, it tastes a bit like uh, orange blossom. How what, exotic is what that? What was it that Luke was drinking pr- practically straight out of the teat in Rise of Skywalker? The green stuff. No, that was straight out the boob, man. Yeah, he. It, I forgot what those are called. Oh my God! Just, there's it, some good. There's some good trivia. Wipes uh, his mouth off yeah. like that. That scene really bothered this friend of mine. That's uh, this is a Star Wars fan. No, I loved that, it. and he hated porgs. Well, like, what are, there's got what to be this? a weird creature in all the films if it's not i mean porgs aren't sentient uh and that animal that he was getting some straight up titty milk from wasn't sentient but the ewoks were there's always a strange little animal oh i love how they showed the ewoks in the last it was a nice callback well it was harrison ford hated them exegol being um in that system in that same system the indoor is on like that made sense too somebody leave in the comments what the uh what the what the alien was that he was getting some some lovely milk from yeah well right on dude uh other episodes i have coming up um we got chris hausnick coming on the show our resident political scientist um josh wilson and the storings are going to come on tuesday you remember awesome. do you know ben aiken yeah he's oh my coming God. on tomorrow dude what yeah he's coming on tomorrow we're going to talk about uh he teaches like a music class uh-huh. to people with alzheimer's yeah and, and like chair yoga and stuff but he is sort of like a, i guess maybe the activity director yeah. for that 24-hour care facility in clarksville they have 120 24-hour residents about to have more and yeah. 160 employees that's a lot of employees for a business in clarksville dang dude but he I is no one idea yeah, his whole family is super creative. I'm, I'm so tune in. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. No, I've heard guy, his music. Yeah, yeah, he writes incredible. Yeah, everything, poetry, music, yeah. lyrics. 
that's so, that's awesome can sing too yeah all right well cool well uh you guys tune in for that john thank you so much for taking the time my pleasure to record two episodes seventh today. time oh this is eighth episode of yeah what we did a twofer man twofer yeah which was a good idea <laughs> uh and i always look forward to having you back on the show hey man may the force be with you yes yes this is the way <laughs> this is the way all right man signing off <laughs>